Good evening to everyone. Is that Simone? Yes, it is. I'm here. Hi, Simone. So I'm actually starting. I'm recording right now. So, you know, let me just welcome everybody to our segment this evening. This is Coffee Break with EM, a show where we discuss everything that affects, impact, and uplift women in the melanated community. And I am super, super happy to have my first guest, our cultural navigator, Miss Simone Cordes. Yeah! <laughs> thank you, thank you, Arduel, for having me here. I just had to get my Bulukutu tea ready because I know it's coffee, but I have tea, so tea straight out of the Congo. Wow. Yes, from our queen sister, eh? So I also have my I have my tea. It's it's not tea tea, but it's tea. <laughs> if you get what I'm saying. So everyone, you know, as I always say, get your tea, get your coffee, whatever you want to drink, water and settle in. We are going to have a conversation tonight. Now, in this segment that we are doing, it's all about reclaiming your life, reclaiming your purpose, reclaiming your culture, your culture, sorry. And tonight, this is why Simone is here. So Simone, um, tell us who you are and what your mission is for women and for the community on a whole just tell us a bit about who you are a little bit about me okay this this one was a bit of a challenge i mean where do i start okay so um you all know my name and i am someone who basically lives for the reclamation of who we are as a people, as a Black African people. This is something that I've always believed in, mm-hmm. um, in the dignity and human rights of people in general. Mm-hmm. But having a passion from learning about our struggle at a very early age, having a passion for our people in particular, learning that our people are the first peoples of the earth mm-hmm. and learning that we are the ones who through my own struggles that we are the ones that we set the course of this earth when we're out of alignment everything is out of alignment mm-hmm. so that is who i am in a nutshell and um that's what I bring to the table in everything that I do. Okay. So just really happy to be here and share some of that, share some of the knowledge and also some of the um, angles as to how everyone can be involved in that, um, in the goal of, of putting ourselves back in line. Okay. So that's, that's, that's great to know, Simone. You know, it's, it's very important for us as a people now to really be refocused and to have a structure in place and also strategies going forward so that we can really rebuild and reclaim. So one thing I, re- I want to ask you um, as a black woman, or I should say as black woman, do you believe that we can effect or affect enough change in our community to really shift our narrative as a people? Oh yes, I think we are we are the backbone. 
you know, it's um, it's funny that you asked that question. Yesterday was the birthday, um, the commemoration of uh, the Honorable Wright and great ancestor, Marcus Messiah Garvey, mm. um, born on August 17th, 1887, right? Mm. Fast forward to now. We also have the 100 years anniversary this year of our national flag, the red, black, and green, mm-hmm. which was out of his, you know, he conceptualized that and brought it to fruition. So why do I mention him, a brother, when we're talking about women? Well, in his, in the movement of that day, women were integral in placing him on the map. And I'll just give an example. Yesterday, I was at Nile Valley Bookstore and there was a little example of an elder teaching the younger. And at that time, he was teaching them about two, two um, young children, their brothers. Mm-hmm. And he was teaching them about the Adinkra symbols. And one of the symbols had to do with feminine beauty, feminine power. And he was teaching them about that through an example of how to treat women. You know, so he was speaking about them having a humbleness, even though they're physically stronger, that there has to be a humble. They have to humble themselves before a woman in order for things to work out well, Uh you know. And then he started to give the example of Marcus Garvey's second wife um, being married to two Amy's, not at the same time, but... (laughs) His second wife was also named Amy. So Amy Jacques. Amy Jacques was the one who put the compilation together of his many speeches and his exhortations. And that is why we have this this information today. Without her, we wouldn't have had it. So, I mean, if you look at the Marcus, the Garveyism and the movement, you know, it was it was paramount that the woman was involved, right? One helping the other, the complementarity of their relationship. Without her, we wouldn't have uh, the, the strides and the, the, the excellence that we saw through the Black, Black Star Liner and everything. We wouldn't have this knowledge. We wouldn't even know that maybe it existed to this extent, right? Okay. So, and the other thing... Mm-hmm. Is, I'm listening. I was going to also mention... The role of the women through um, the Black Cross, right? So um, the women who uh, comprise the Black Cross nurses and that movement as well. That was mainly, mainly women who were looking at the health of our community and coming together to build, um, build an infrastructure where we could have our own healthcare workers people looking after us who look like us and filling the gap in a in a day and a time in society where we were not treated at all you know so it it, it it just it just brings home the idea of what women working together can actually do most of the movements that we see today if you look behind the scenes in our community it's run by women okay so so there is so you're saying in essence that there is a special power and a special place for us as women 
in the movement going forward we're we're um supposed to be we're supposed to follow the instructions of our elders our ancestors and really work hand in hand is that what you are are saying most definitely what i'm saying is that um with a group that i'm involved in black bean tonight worldwide we have a little thing like a hashtag rain in your role so rain mm-hmm. like a queen or a king you're raining mm-hmm. in your role and um today's society they like to they like to distort the lines and and the the roles they they don't want necessarily for you to have specific roles um you know starting to blur the line of gender and what not but in uh, when it comes to balance and the traits that we have uh, it's actually very important to define certain roles especially for women we are the ones who give birth to the children so right there that's a i mean if you want to know how to how to chart the future you just look at how that child is being carried in the womb what is that child being exposed to mm. even from there there's an impact so women have a great role to play in protection in teaching and even in what the child is exposed to right it should be a partnership yes but the women at the end of the day they do have you know we hear about choice they do have the choice because they're the carriers so rather than um act irresponsibly it even puts a greater responsibility on us to be wise with um the choices that we make mm. this is so interesting that it's so interesting that you say that and um i'm going to just shift a little from what we are saying i'm not going to go directly into it because i don't want to feed into that energy anymore but you know in recent time we've been in recent week or is it two weeks or a week ago when um that video with um Cardi B and you know Megan Thee Stallion came out and I'm we're not going to go into discussion with it because as I said I'm not feeling that energy but you know mm-hmm. I'm very glad that you say that because with all of what is going on and I'm not going to be discussing that um I think a lot of mm-hmm. women have missed the mark where the social responsibility comes in for us to even protect our realm and protect that of the mm-hmm. younger you know the younger children and it's 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 you know as you say it's crazy we are missing the mark because we are not understanding our role in in terms of being responsible individually and being responsible socially to the you know to the whole village to the village so that is something very important that we need to re- to remember and i'm glad that you you know you you're speaking about this i really appreciate it so um you know from your point of view what is one of the biggest issue affecting us as black women as it relates to um cis living in a in a culture in a world where there is systematic racism what is one of the biggest issue that you think that is affecting us as black women um no i could be wrong about mm-hmm. this cuz there's many many big issues that affect us as black women i mean if you look at if you were to say a totem pole or a hierarchy of um issues and and being bogged down by them so that 
the ones that are most bogged down by issues of life are uh, at the bottom, see? We are actually right there, believe it or not. Um, but we're not even recognized for having that lowly estate at this time. So it's, it's double the trouble for us. You know, the statistics are there a lot of the time. Um, it's not that it's a secret. We're just ignored. So that in itself is a huge issue. But I think one of the largest issues with our people, with our women in particular, is health. It's health. Mm. It is health. And it's health to me from the standpoint of all these other factors play a role in the degradation of our health. The former head of, and I can't, I'm trying to recall her name, but the former head of Women's Health and Women's Hands, she had said something profound when I was at the Federation of Black Canadians um, gathering, the first Mm -hmm. one. She had said this, she had said that the two issues that affect the health of Black people is racism and poverty. Mm. Simple like that. Racism and poverty, that's it. Those two factors is what affects us the most. And then she went on to give the, the statistics in terms of our health or how our outcomes for different diseases versus other races. And it was dismal, you know? And the thing was, women were... Black women were the worst of those worst statistics. So our health is always under attack in a hostile and toxic environment. Racism, white supremacy is what destroys um, the women at the end of the day while enduring everything else. It's not that we get away from the other things, but I think um, the onset of different diseases that affect our women you know, so living with morbid morbidity, um, the fact that, you know, we have issues with child um, fertility, again, stress-related, food-related, all kinds of different issues of the, the body, fibroids, um, dealing with the other diseases that affect everyone else, like the cancers, the diabetes, the, the, the hypertension, the cholesterol rates. You know, and other diseases that are not really documented that well, which are like MS or um, autoimmune system issues, fibromyalgia, Mm -hmm. right? If you go across the board, you hear about these diseases in other communities as well. But when you check with the Black community, our, our rate or the onset of it, the aggressiveness of the diseases are always on another level with us, right? So um, going back to what she said, because of racism and poverty, our issues are exacerbated, basically. Okay. And I, I, I know personally, I know that you're, you're as, I've, I know you personally, Simone, and I know that you are not just speaking from your lips, but you're speaking from your heart because, you know, you're living, you are, you're living, ex, you're living an example. 
So you're walking the walk and talking the talk, as they say. You're talking the talk and walking the walk, right? Because I, I know right. that you you take your health very seriously, and you know I've been, I have always been a, I consider myself a healthy person, but because of you know what I see you doing, and I, I I admire you so much that I have actually, I'm actually taking my health more serious because. I want to be able to live, you know. Sometimes people are like, "Oh, you know, you have to all of us have to die." But there's so much more that we as women have to do. There's so much that is out there for us to take back and, you know, help our men and our community to we need to we need to reinstate ourselves as the original people. And if you are unhealthy, I don't think, you know, you're you would be able to do that you would not be up to the task so i'm very very glad that you spoke about health and um as being one of the biggest issues that um is facing us so with with health being one of the the problems one of the issues what are some of the solutions that you think and you know for for the women out there that are listening i would really like you to you know if you can connect with simona at the end she will give you information where she can be connected if you can connect with her you know and just have a talk and see where you can go you know just get some motivation to get going with your health but simone what are some of the solutions that you think that we as women can really um hold on to to take back our health to reclaim our health so that we can be fit for the journey ahead yes well um you know as you were speaking I was thinking there's so many different avenues we could have gone down <laughs> when it comes to black women because there's so many many issues but um yes health being number one because you can't face those other issues unless you have some level of health right <laughs> so um yeah for from my standpoint as a cultural navigator as someone who wants to make sure that we're community minded and still working within the framework of building for the future uh, i have always encouraged the incorporation of our culture when it comes to health or attaining health so how does that look basically um utilizing our tradition our culture to become healthy mm. and you may say well how does that work i mean we think of our diet and our food and what not is it really is it healthy right <laughs> rice and peas oxtail you know curry goat uh, those are the big ones because of our large jamaican community <laughs> but then we also have macaroni pie we have you know uh all kinds of food we have we have food coming out of yeah so basically is it it's not about the food right it's about a healthy lifestyle mm-hmm. it's not about a diet and then how does culture come into it well we have to go way back to understand that we were a healthy people a much healthier people so if we understand our history our ancient history and the culture um of our ancient ancestors then we'll understand that being healthy was very important in everyday life it was from the time every aspect of life had to do with health and discipline so just to give an example we think of 
certain dances we see from the continent, from the motherland. Maybe now it's about entertainment and entertaining others, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's, uh, you know, we see it as something from looking from the outside in rather than understanding the meanings behind it. Rather than seeing ourselves doing and practicing our tradition for health. But if you look at the dances, right, um, particularly for Black women, right, mm-hmm. or African women, those dances, you, you get a workout. It's stress relieving, right? And it's also teaching. You're learning something through it. There's a meaning behind it. There's different dances for different seasons. There's movement, um, for instance, our African dance, which they now call in modern times, Oriental belly dance, right? Mm -hmm. But the movements of that dance are original African and reminding everyone who may be listening that Egypt is in Africa. It is an African country, (laughs) (laughs) right? Because some people want to try and say something else. So that dance is actually indigenous to black African people. And those movements have to do with preparing your womb, right? Mm. Keeping things moving, right? We don't want to be stiff. We don't want to be the tin man, (laughs) right? So all of these things that we, in this, uh, you know, Western world, they turn into something else, right? I'm saying, let's put on a different set of lens and look at our culture, study it, look at our history, and see how it can heal us. Wow. That is so powerful, Simone. And actually, I've actually learned something tonight. Like, <laughs> I've learned something. You know, every day you live, you learn something. And that is that is just powerful. This is so powerful. You know, we at times take our culture for granted. Maybe it's out of ignorance or we just, we, some of us just don't care. I'm not, you know, no judgment as to anyone that is listening or anyone who, who feels that way. But, you know, that's, that's just something that I'm, I'm throwing out there. And one, well, one last question, but I do have a bonus question for you. <laughs> if this was your last night in the, in this physical realm, Simone, you know, and you were standing before one million black women as our cultural navigator who are committed to changing the, the narrative about who we are as a people. What would your message be? What would you say to us? You can say to everyone, just, just individuals, people listening. What would you say to us if this was your last night in this physical realm? Realm? and you were standing before one million black women who are committed to changing the the narrative about preserving who we are also as a people, what would be that message? What would that message be like? Hmm. Well, I hope to be in this physical realm tomorrow morning, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's actually an easy one because I say it all the time. Readjust your life so that your daughters will not go through the same thing you did. Wow. Can you can you say that again? Can you say that again? <laughs> Putting it in a nutshell, you would readjust your life mm-hmm. so your daughters will not go through what you did. 
Wow. And that is powerful. You could take that any angle, right? Because we didn't even talk about um, black on black love. Black male, female love. There's right? another one Which coming. For children. There's another one coming. <laughs> <laughs> but you can take it any angle. How are we living our life? Readjust it. So they, because we are the example for them, mm-hmm. whether or not you want to teach them, they're watching you. Mm-hmm. And and you mentioned the video. This is nothing new. We had our videos back in the day. We watch and we emulate because in this society, we are, we are thirsty and hungry for our own, but we don't have much outlets to see it. So when we do see it, we try to recreate what we see, mm. right? Mm. So we are the women now who have to make that example. So we know they're seeing good and examples that are going to take them further. Wow. I'm very, I'm, I, I love it. So, you know, I'm going to ask yes. you, say it again. That is a powerful statement. Say it again. <laughs> you want to say it again? Rewind. No. <laughs> To readjust your life so that our daughters will not go through what we did. Yes. Readjust your life so that our daughters, mm-hmm. our our younger, our princesses, you know, mm-hmm. our legacy bearers would not go through. Wow. What we would have gone through, right? This is this is like so powerful. And you know, this is my bonus question for you, Simone. You spoke about Rain in your role, right? What does that look to you from a feminine perspective? Like, how do you how do you use your feminine power? And that is that is that is my bonus question to you. How do you reign in your role using your feminine well, power? I can be honest. I'm still learning. I'm still learning how to reign in my mm-hmm. role. When I do learn something. And I'm able to implement it in my life. Then I'm reigning there, right? But I have to keep learning. I have to open up and learn new things because I have to relearn my own. Uh, I have to relearn what was lost, what was taken. So it's a lot of work. But I know I had met. Let's see if I remember his name. Cecil. Anyway, a Barbadian elder. <laughs> oh. I think it's Cecil Foster. He's an author. Mm-hmm. He had told us that we have to put in the work. He was talking to his his black family, right? Us. And he said, be prepared to put in the work. Yeah, you have a nine to five. Yeah, you may have your own business, but you still have to put in the work. You're putting in the work there, but you have to put in So you're like doing double, triple time because you still have to put in something and invest in yourself and in the community so we're better off. So reigning in your role, uh, for instance, like you mentioned about health. Three, four years ago, I wasn't eating a plant-based diet, right? Um, But because of situations, because of wanting to be healthier for longevity, for for strength and also knowing what personal experiences I had to put in the work and I kept going at it until I was able to achieve so 
um, that would be my encouragement to the women. Reigning in your role is continuing to work on, it's, it's continuous self-improvement and learning. And not just taking what you've learned and not doing anything with it, but implementing. Even if it's a small step at that time, just implement it and then you move on to the next step. Wow, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for for your encouragement tonight, Simone. Um, it's, you know, it's it's very interesting. It's very good that we can have these conversations as women. And, um, you know, I had I had something that I wanted to read from my book and now I can't find it, but I'm, I'm going to try. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm trying to find the page. This is so bad. But bear with me, people. <laughs> it's from... Yes, and I want to thank, thank you for having me here. You are most welcome. And definitely and you are... You will, you will be back. You will, you will be back. So, yes, I found it. And it is from the book, Urugu. All our women ah, should be reading yeah. this book. Urugu by Marimba Annie. In page two, and it says, To be truly liberated, African people must come to know the knowledge of European thoughts and behavior in order to understand the effect that Europe has had on our ability to think victoriously. We must be able to separate our thoughts from European thoughts so as to visualize a future that is not dominated by Europe. This is demanded by an Afrocentered view because we are Africans and because the future towards which Europe leads us is genocidal. What a fitting way for us to reclaim our culture, reclaim our health, reclaim our purpose and reclaim our lives as African people i want to thank everyone for joining us tonight and as as i always say i hope that you heal from your past transform your life and inspire others to do the same this has been coffee break night night